Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm so glad that you have come back today as we continue our study of frequently asked questions about the church, but also about the scriptures and what the scriptures teach uh, as a whole. And as I mentioned yesterday, we're going to be looking at the question, are we born in or are we born with uh, sin? And this is a very important question because there are many different uh, groups, different denominations, and and people within the, the realm of Christianity that very strongly uphold the fact that we are born with sin. And basically, this goes all the way back to the very beginning. There in Genesis chapter 3, uh, especially verses 1 through 7, we have the events of the first sin that ever was committed. Of course, Adam and Eve were there in, in the Garden of Eden, and Satan comes and he tempts Eve, knowing that she was not supposed to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And she, of course, gives that command that God had given them. She tells the devil that God had commanded them to not eat of that fruit uh, because if they did, they would die. And Satan, of course, as we know, he says, you will surely not die. And whenever she looked at it, she saw that it was good for food. She saw that it was one that would make someone wise, and she took it and she ate it, she gave it to Adam also. And basically what this doctrine teaches is that from that point on, everyone who has ever been born inherited the sin of Adam. And in fact, that's why in uh, different groups and denominations, children sometimes are baptized or christened and, and different things of that nature. It is at least according to their view, it is to cleanse them of that sin that we are all born with. And I believe one of the main passages that this doctrine stems from is in Romans chapter 5. Because in Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 20, we have a very important passage. But again, I believe that this is one of the main reasons why this doctrine is taught. And it's taught because of a misunderstanding of this passage. Now, within the church, within the Lord's body, there, there are still a couple of different interpretations or ideas of what Paul is saying here. Uh, the first one is that what Paul is talking about in this passage is spiritual death, which is what many in the denominational world believe as well. And the other idea is that what Paul is talking about here is physical death. And so I want us to go ahead, kind of keeping that in mind, I want us to go ahead and read this passage and we'll try uh, to go back and kind of break down some things and to explain some things and, and why I think what I think about this passage. Uh, but he says there, Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 12, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sin." For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if, for if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many." And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following the trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. 
For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification in life for all men. For as by one man's obedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's or disobedience many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. For the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay. And as I mentioned, I know that this this is kind of a complicated passage, which is why it can so easily be misused to teach this idea that we are all born in sin. And personally, what I think Paul is talking about here, and I know many within the church do hold the position that this is a physical death that Paul is talking about in this passage, but personally, I don't agree with that. And there's a few reasons as to why I don't, and I hope to explain that to you. Now, the thing is, before we go into this, as long as we do not misuse this passage to teach that we inherit sin, because we don't, and that contradicts other very clear passages that I hope we will be able to look at uh, just here in a few minutes, as long as we do not use it to teach that false doctrine, personally, I don't think that whether you hold the spiritual death view or the physical death view, I don't think that that is going to prevent anyone from going to heaven so long as we do not teach inherited sin. Because again, that contradicts very clear and very easily understood passages of Scripture. But let me explain to you why I believe that this is talking about uh, spiritual death. First of all, in verse 12, and this, to me, this is a very important verse, both the reason why I think he's talking about spiritual death, but also the reason why what he's talking about here cannot possibly be inherited sin. Okay, verse 12. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and this is the important part of this sentence, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. So he is talking about death spread to all men because all sinned. He is talking about the death that one dies because of your own sin. Again, I would argue that that is talking about spiritual death, and I would also argue that that verse alone proves that what Paul is talking about in this passage cannot possibly be inherited sin because he says the reason we die is because of our own sin. So what he's talking about here is not the fact that we inherited sin. Because of Adam and because of his transgression, sin then entered the world, and you and I were born into a world where sin existed, where sin reigned. And because of that, when we became of age to understand the difference between good and evil, eventually all of us did sin, and at that point, we die spiritually. And I think, again, that's what he is talking about. So death spread to all men because the reason why death spread to all men is because we have all sinned. Well, I'm going to die physically no matter what I do in my life. Even if I were to live a sinless life, I, was, I am going to die physically. 
because going back to the very beginning of time in, in Genesis chapter 3, what was one of the punishments for Adam and Eve's sin? They were taken out of the Garden of Eden, where the tree of life is. And in fact, after the sin, God, the Godhead discussing among themselves said that we need to remove man out of the Garden of Eden, lest he eat of the tree of life and live forever. The tree of life was what was going to sustain Adam and Eve and mankind for forever so that we could live forever. But because of Adam's sin, we were all taken away from that. And as a result, all of us were born apart from and without access to the tree of life. And therefore, no matter what we did in our lives, we are going to die physically. So again, I think that what Paul is talking about here is the spiritual death, especially because of what he says there at the end of verse 12. It is the death that is the result of an individual's sin, which of course would be a spiritual death. Now, unfortunately, I mean, there's, there's so much more in this passage, but I encourage you to continue studying that. And there's some other verses, I think, later in that passage that again really lay out what Paul is talking about, but either way, whether you think that he is talking about spiritual death or physical death, we know that Paul cannot possibly be talking about us inheriting the sin of Adam. Now, how do we know that? Well, for one, as I mentioned, I think that this very passage proves that point. But also, one of the, one of the key things about Bible study, of course, is, is always context, context, context. But also, whenever we come to these more difficult passages to understand, it is always a good rule of thumb whenever we come to things like this to go to passages that are much more easily understandable and base our interpretation of the more complex passages on the interpretation of the more simple passages. And so as I mentioned, Romans chapter 5, that's a very very complex passage and because of that it's led many down this this false doctrine of inherited sin but let's look at a very clear and easy under easy to understand passage so that we can really kind of help mull over and realize that that cannot possibly be what paul is talking about in romans 5. this passage is uh, ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 20. Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 20. There God says, The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. Now, as I mentioned, this is a much more easily understood passage. And what he is saying is that we are all either going to be punished because of our own actions or we are going to be rewarded for our own actions. I am not going to be sent to hell because of the sins that you commit. I'm not going to be sent to hell because of the sins my father or his father or his father are going all the way back to Adam. I'm not going to be sent to hell because of their sins or punished because of their sins. God is not going to hold me accountable for the things that somebody else did. That's not just. That is not justice. And as we know, God is a just God. Paul talks about that in Romans uh, chapter 2. 
He is a just God and will judge a righteous and just judgment. And as we are seeing here, he is not going to lay the punishment for of a father's sin on his son or vice versa. He is not going to give the righteousness of someone else to a wicked person. He's not going to lay the wickedness of someone else on a righteous person. We are all individually responsible for our own actions and will be punished or rewarded accordingly. So when we look at this question of are we born in sin, when we look at passages such as Romans chapter 5 and we look at passages such as Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 20, we are led to the conclusion that we are not born in sin, but that we are all guilty of our own actions. I hope that perhaps this has helped answer this question. And as, as I said, there is a lot more that goes into this, and I encourage you to continue studying, especially that passage in Romans 5. But I hope that this has helped you answer helped answer that question. If you have any more questions, want to talk about this more, as always, feel free to get in touch with us, and I'd love to sit down and discuss these things with you. But I hope that you will come back tomorrow as we are going to be looking at the question of what happens when we die. So I hope that you will come back tomorrow as we're going to be discussing that. Thank you so much for your time and for your attention.